the shotgun. Play action. Cousins on a deep drop. Here's a deep shot to Stephon Diggs. And it's caught to the 20, 15, 10. Get out! 75-yard strike. Cousins, Diggs, 23-20. It's time for X's and O's with Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now, from the TCO Studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. X's and O's on the Minnesota Vikings radio network is underway. And I'm Paul Allen, joined by Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. The third regular season game is at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's this noon against the Oakland Raiders. And Raiders defensive coordinator... Uh, his name is Paul Gunther. He coached a linebackers for Coach Zimmer at Cincinnati. Sunday, Oakland is here. So uh, let me ask you this. With the way he does it and the way you do it, is this potentially the most mugging of the A-gap <laughs> ever to take place in the history of the NFL? There's no doubt there'll be a lot of mugging in the A-gaps. Uh, Paul, um, Paul's a very good coach, and he, uh, it, you know, the the system and scheme that they're running is is very very similar to what we run so so do you see a lot of the 2019 mike zimmer not necessarily back to cincinnati or when you started here but do you see a lot of you in in what he's trying to do with the raiders defense uh yeah yeah there's a lot um you know and everything's evolved obviously since then with a lot of things that that we do and some of the things that they do i'm sure but um he's going to try to give you different looks uh they've got some uh, very good players you know vontez perfect was with us in in cincinnati he's playing very very well um you know they got conley at corner who's going and matching the their the best receiver who they believe is best receiver yeah. um you know and then there'll be a lot of um uh mugging of the a gaps and then uh, dropping out, then they'll try to bring different pressures. They'll try to get perfect on the back uh, in in protection, and so uh, you know that's just kind of how Paul's always done it. With, with, with Vontez Perfect, their middle linebacker, uh, when when you took a chance on him out of Arizona State University, what uh, what led you to taking that chance, and then what do you think of his career? Well, quite honestly, Marvin Lewis uh, was the one that uh, said, you know, we need to try this guy he was a really good player he had 37 personal foul penalties in college though and so i was not you know the the biggest uh advocate for it but um but he, when he was there with me he played very well he was not um was not a dirty player uh he was but he was very violent and physical he reads things quick um and i think he's had a really good career he's back down his weight's down now he had a tendency to get a little heavy um uh, towards his latter years in cincinnati and and he it's really showing up on tape and he's really the one that's in charge of that defense because he's very smart and he's a very good communicator and he's played in that defense now for many years i i remember lamarcus joiner with st louis and the la rams as i think uh, definitely a safety maybe a free safety or whatever but he's their nickel now right right and uh he he was a nickel uh for the rams as well but he'd go from safety to nickel uh very quick very athletic smaller size guy but um sees things very well and uh He'll, he'll be uh, a really tough matchup for us in the slot. So here we are on Wednesday evening. I would imagine the sour feelings from the Green Bay game are gone. Yeah, it's time to move on. Uh, you know, we have the 24-hour rule, but it was it was rough there for a couple, you know, couple hours or days or something like that. But, uh, yeah, we have to move on. We can't let uh, one loss uh, make, become two. And, uh, you know, we there, there were so many 
positives in the game, and then we had enough negatives that we ended up losing the football well, game. Yeah, yeah, you lost the game into the equation. That's what matters most. But they didn't score on eleven consecutive possessions. I mean, you have to feel great about that. Well, we did. You know, as I said, we had to make some adjustments. We we did that. Um, you know, it was funny. Rogers came up to me at the end of the game, and I was actually walking away, and I heard somebody yell, "Mike, Mike, Mike!" And he came up to me and said, uh, "You know, I really respect what you do." And you know, and I said to him, "You know, you're you're a really tough guy to defend." But um, you know, that was nice that you know, because he saw in, in the game that we made adjustments and the yeah. things we were trying to to do with, against him. So. Um, you know, because he's a smart guy and he's a terrific player. So, so you put a plan together and say, for whatever the reason, plans A, B, and C aren't working. Um, do 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 you ever find that during the course of the game that I don't want to say scrap everything, but you're almost like drawing up things on the fly? Well, we have enough things in our package that we can go to something else, and uh, I think that's the beauty of of being able to do that. Um, but you know, we're we're constantly making in game adjustments. Um, you know, a, a coach told me one time, the first quarter you do your game plan, the second and third quarter you you are making adjustments to your game plan, and the fourth quarter you're you're just trying to win the game. Yeah, do do you embrace the prep part of your job, analyzing and trying to find weaknesses in in the opponent? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I think that's that's a a fun part of it. You know, trying to figure out, okay, well, how can we affect their best players how can we affect their best plays um you know but then you're looking at their best players all the time too and, and you know you're not looking at your best players so um you know there's there's a little give and take tuesdays are always really hard because of the game plan you know you grind and grind and grind and then you grind wednesday night and you grind again on thursday uh it seems from afar mike like trey waynes is off to a pretty good start is that fair to say yeah i think trey's played played well he uh if I recall, he had the one ball thrown on him uh, early in the game, uh, but the rest of the day he had a really nice game and uh, tackled well. Um, you know, we're, we're going to continue continue to need him to con- uh, move forward that way. Well, would you ever consider having Trey Wayne's track a number one receiver the way you have Rhodes? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. Um, uh, whether he's tracking one or two, it doesn't, wouldn't really wouldn't matter. Um, you know, we've had him go the opposite of, of Xavier some, so um, I think uh, yeah, I think he's he's more than capable of doing that. Linval has two sacks. How important is him uh, not getting double teams and and getting the pressure he's getting to what you overall want to do defensively? Well, it's huge because um, you know with our with our two ends, we have to be able to push the pocket and because a lot of times these ends are getting to the uh, level of the quarterback and then they start to step up and if we can get continue to get pushed with those two inside guys they have a chance to uh, reap the benefits really because guys are paying so much attention to the ends you know you know I, I certainly know you don't want to rank players one through whatever but with Daniil Hunter and and his rushing and and his rush integrity and keeping contain and and run defense just the whole thing has he developed truly into one of the best overall defensive players in the NFL. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know Paul about the best players in the NFL. I, we we love him. He's he's a great kid. He works real hard. He's obviously very very talented and does his job uh every week. Um and so I would say he's a very very good player. Um and we hope that he continues to just continue to get better and if someone else ranks him the best then so be it. Dalvin Cook. What um what is with, with Dalvin? What about his game is even better than maybe even you thought? 
Well, I'll tell you what, he's running with a lot of physicality. Uh, you know, the the never-give-up runs that he has are, are truly something to see. You know, he, he'll get hit five, six, seven times and keep going and, and figure out how to gain some more yards and um, make, make guys miss tackles and run through tackles. And I think that part, to me, is even because I knew he was explosive. I knew he had great feet. I knew he, he could catch the ball well. Uh, but that part, the physicality of the way he runs, is, is pretty darn good. How do you think this running game, uh, a running game like this, specifically will help you guys in November and December? Well, I hope it helps us all year. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, w- when the weather starts to get bad and you're playing outdoors, um, that obviously is important that we can uh, control the, the, the tempo of the game, the momentum yeah. of the game, and, and uh, really the, the time of possession as well. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm more thinking when, when bodies and minds get broken down in that final month because people are tired, and here we come, here, here you guys come just mashing on people, you know? Yeah, and, and that that's a possibility. You know, uh, I felt like you know we had them tired at times in the ball game uh, because of the things we were doing offensively. Well, well, when you get Mike Hughes back eventually, where where do you think he'll help most? Well, you know, Mike, uh, uh, he's been working at nickel. He's been working at corner. Um, you know, there's some things that you know we're, we can possibly do with him because of his talent and, and because he's an intelligent guy. So I think we have a chance to move him around in different places. We might be able to play a little bit more dime. Um, you know, as we as we continue to move forward here. Do, does Does John Gruden have a style of offense like the John Gruden way? Yeah, it's a West Coast. It's a West Coast offense. He's going to give you a lot of shifts in motion. Um, you know he's going to have his trick plays in there. Uh, I've played him many times in the past, uh, but he he wants to have a a physical style running game. He's got an outside zone running game, and then uh, the play actions off of it, where he's trying to get guys. He'll you know he might bring in three tight ends and and uh, really try to throw the ball deep. Yeah, are, are you the last one? Are you noticing with Derek Carr second year with Gruden and in the system is he sharper than he was last year? Yeah, much. Uh, I think, you know, he's really impressed me the way he throws the ball. He's got a great deep ball. He gets the ball out of his hand fast. He moves away from pressure in the pocket. Uh he can run um and and uh I've been really impressed watching Montape the things that he's he's able to do and the the command that he has in the offense, being able to check and and change plays which he's he's doing quite a bit at the line of scrimmage, so hopefully our crowd is very loud when he's out there. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm Paul Allen. X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Miller Lite is brewed for the fans who wear purple, who practice the skull chant in the shower, who hold true to the Vikes from the Gallerhorn sound to the very last down. So when it's game time, grab the official beer of the fans who yell for more. The light beer that's always brewed for more taste. Miller Lite. Hold true. Celebrate responsibly. 2018 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Average analysis, 12 fluid ounces, 96 calories, 3.2 grams carbs, less than 1 gram protein. To the fan. X's and O's on the Vikings Radio Network continues. We thank head coach Mike Zimmer for joining us. And uh, we will thank you Friday for joining us at Buffalo Wild Wings in Champlin. It's the home for the 9 to noon Friday football feast. This Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Champlin. Champlin. Enjoy game day specials and grab a Coors Light, the official beer of drinking beer on Friday mornings. Also, visit the new Vikings Museum and team headquarters at Vikings Lakes. It's all in Egan. 
where fantastic fun is found. Visit EganMN.com for complete details. Very happy now to be joined by Minnesota Vikings wide receivers coach Drew Petzing. Uh, welcome to the show. And what got you into football back in the day? Uh, appreciate it, Paul. Um, you know, growing up, I was a huge fan. Grew up uh, in my parents were diehard Buffalo Bills fans, so some of my earliest memories are watching them lose those four Super Bowls, which was uh, tough as a young child. And I think you just kind of fall in love with the game. Uh, it was something I always wanted to play from a very young age, and got the opportunity to when I got into middle school, and loved everything about it, and couldn't get enough of it, and continued through high school and into college. Had a couple injuries, and kind of got me into coaching, something that kept me around the game, and saw it as a really a passion more than a career, and then realized you could do both and, and kind of stuck with it. What um, what was it like coaching outside linebackers at Yale? It was a lot of fun. Uh, that was my first job, kind of running my own meetings, uh, being able to game plan, be in the meeting room in that, in that way. Uh, so it was a great opportunity. And those kids, you know, a lot of them are not NFL bound. That's not what they play the game for. They're there because they love the sport. Um, they're extremely bright kids. They work very hard. Uh, so from a coaching perspective, it was a lot of fun working with them. Uh, the rivalry with Harvard, what's it like? Uh, it's like no other rivalry in sports. It's, really? it's a really, really unique game to be a part of all week. Uh, I mean, the president of the college is coming to practice all of a sudden. <laughs> you go from getting you know eight to 12,000 people to 65,000 packed house. Uh, it's all over TV. And, you know, All of a sudden, TV cameras, media... It's a whole different world that you've dealt with yeah. the other nine or ten weeks of the year, and it's a lot, a lot of fun. What um, what do you know about this name? Gary Fensick. Ooh. Gary Fensick played at Yale. He was part of the 85 Bears with Doug Plank. He was one of the safeties. So, like, 85 Bears, one of the great defenses, history of the NFL, Fensick and Plank. Fensick might have been Harrison Smith. Before Harrison Smith was Harrison Smith. That's a pretty impressive name. I, I will say this. I, I One, I need to clean up on my history a little bit. And two, I was on both sides of that rivalry. Yeah. Uh, I was My first job coaching was an intern at Harvard. Whoa. And so I, I've yeah. won that rivalry game and lost it. So, so if I say, what do you know about Matt Burke, that'd be easy. Yeah, that's Or Isaiah Kazavinsky. Yep. Now, I will concede when it comes to Yale football history and researching this. I mean, you know, there there may be some 4.0s making 750 a year working in uh in in big buildings in big cities. Uh the uh the old football list wasn't full of the most luminaries in the history of the NFL. Uh Drew Petzing, if you did not work in football, what would you be doing? Ooh, I studied uh math and econ at Middlebury College, so probably something in finance or accounting. Both my parents are CPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers have always been something that come natural to me, something that I enjoy, so Probably something in that regard, and not so, nearly as well as I do this, hopefully. So uh, so when Chad Beebe goes 61 at Lambeau, it's very easy for you to go 41, 42, 43 to 45, down to the 30, 20, and 10, right? I can count like a pro. Yeah. Yeah, very uh, good at that. Speaking of that run with Chad Beebe, a uh, fantastic throw by Kirk Cousins. So many things because, you know, you working with the offensive staff or coaches, period, you guys break it down from so many different angles that the public either chooses not to follow or doesn't see. You know, so so people will focus on certain things that that are are right in front of them. But like the quarterback on that throw to BB, he nearly was down and he hit him in stride. Oh yeah, that it was an absolutely amazing play by Kirk. I mean, when the pocket starts to collapse like that, we have a there's a play design. He's trying to go through a progression, and and the first second maybe not open, and he's trying to create some time for himself as he steps up in the pocket. 
you know, you make a decision, you see a guy make a decision, and, and you react in a split second and make that kind of throw in that kind of moment was really important for us. Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator, quarterback's coach last year, most of the season, you were his assistant. So you and Kevin have known each other very well for, for several years. What do you enjoy working with Kevin? I think the big thing is his passion for the game of football. Uh, he's always looking for uh, new plays, new systems, new ways to do stuff to make us difficult to defend. And part of that is just learning the game as a whole and you're studying defense. And we constantly are in conversations about things that had nothing to do with our game. You know, you're looking at other games around the league, things that other teams are doing, trends that are taking place. Uh, so it's those conversations and that relationship that I really uh, value. Honestly, does he ever become emotional, positively or negatively? Ooh, that's a ever. tough one. Uh, I'm sure he's gotten mad at me when I've said something stupid, uh, if we're going to be honest. I, I can't remember specifics, but I'm sure I've crossed the line and said something I shouldn't have, and he, he barely showed a hint of mad, which yeah. to me means you know. Um, but, no, he's a very even-kill guy, which I, I think makes him a very effective coach because yeah. I think players respond to that. Um, it's important in the heat of the moment that you have someone you can trust that is making a good, rational decision at all times, and, and that really aids him in his process. As wide receivers coach, what have you appreciated about the addition of Gary Kubiak? I mean, just his knowledge of the game, uh, not only from an X's and O's standpoint, but a player management standpoint, a leadership standpoint, so many things that he brings to our offense and our team uh, that are invaluable, that, that maybe don't show up on a stat sheet, but that have such an impact on how and why we do things. Uh, this is Drew Petzing, wide receivers coach for the Minnesota Vikings, Vikings and Raiders this weekend at uh, noon, U.S. Bank Stadium, pregame on the flagship 10, Vikings Radio Network 11. Wide receiver Stefan Diggs is an emotional player. How does his emotions, positively or negatively, impact the way he plays? Yeah, I think it's a very fine balance because at, at, to one extent, if you have no emotion, you're not going to go out there with full speed, uh, full bore every play. You know, so some of his drive, some of that emotion is what motivates him. It's what pushes him to be the type of player he is and to make those type of plays and to make those unbelievable catches um, to come down hard and get the block done in the run game. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, there's another side to that coin, and, and we saw it a little bit in Green Bay, and, and that's when it starts to hurt the team. And those are things that we can't do. And he knows that, uh, and we know that, and that's something that you got to consistently work on because – there is that line you talk about, and and you need some emotion, but too much when you're taking your helmet off after touchdowns is going to hurt the team. We can't do that. We mentioned Chad Beebe earlier. Let's go back a, a year and a half ish, just for a second. Stream your consciousness from the moment he got here at rookie camp. Didn't even have a name on the back of his jersey above that twelve to where he is now. The the progression of Chad Beebe. What what has impressed you? I think the biggest thing is, and you saw it the first day he got here, is how difficult he can be to cover. I mean, the first time he goes out and runs a route or tries to get himself open, he has such a natural feel for how to separate, uh, how to create that space, as you saw in the game. Um, and it's one of those things that just continues to show up over and over and over again. And, and then the way he works at it. You know, he, he never was deterred or never... Um, Stuck by where he was on the depth chart or how he got here. That wasn't important to him. What was important to him was improving his craft, getting better at the game of football, and, and being a positive member of this team, and I think he's really done that. How competitive is Adam Thielen? Oof. <laughs> as competitive as there is a human being on this planet. Uh, if we're walking to lunch, he's going to try to beat you to the door. Yeah. It's, that's, it's that simple. With, uh, with rookie wide receiver B.C. Johnson, um, what, what have you noticed from B.C. in the preseason, mostly if not, not always playing with Mannion or Sloter or maybe Browning or whomever, to B.C. Johnson practicing now, hoping to get into a game, 
but always having to stay sharp. Yeah, and it, it, that's a big part of his role, and, and everyone's role on the team is to to know your role, your responsibilities, along with the players around you. Because if you're not a starter, you don't necessarily know who you're going in the game for. Um, if a certain guy goes down or a certain guy gets tired, you could be in at that position or the other position. And if you don't have a complete understanding of that game plan, you can't go out there and play, and, and it's going to show up in practice. So, hey, I, I'm going to throw you in here at uh, you know on this play. Next play could be a different position. Show me that you know the game plan, that you've worked at it, and, and he's done that, and it's, it's been impressive. What can you share with us about Oakland's defense? Uh, very, very tough unit. Um, you know, they take their emotional leadership from Vontez Perfect in the middle there, uh, who came over, I believe, as a free agent this season, played him in Cincinnati. Coach Zimmer coached him in Cincinnati, knows yep. him very well. Um, so they are a unit that plays with a lot of energy, a lot of passion, uh, very sound football team that knows exactly what they want to do and how they want to do it. Um, so it's a, it's a good unit. Last one, and their defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, worked under Mike Zimmer in Cincinnati. So when, when you're deep-diving Oakland's defense, do you see a lot of Zimmer's defense in what Gunther wants to do? Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and having Coach Zimmer here as a resource is huge for us offensively. Yeah. Um, he's a great guy to, to pick his brain and ask questions about, hey, why are they doing this? How are they going to adjust to that? Uh, because in a lot of ways, that is his defense. Uh, now there's certain things they do differently over time as, as things adjust, but it, it's really it's really fun to see. Um, and it's hard. It's a good system, and it's a good defense, and it's, and it's well run. Uh, great job. Best of luck this weekend. And um, on behalf of the Vikings Radio Network, we would like to thank you for the first turd reference in the history of X's and O's <laughs> on uh, on the Vikings Radio Network. The least I could do. You might have said turf, might have had an F at the end, but whatever. Best of luck, okay? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Paul. Hey, uh, join Muss with C.J. Ham for Vikings Country. It's next Tuesday at Sports Shop in Coon Rapids, presented by Miller Lite. You can win great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Go to vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more and to get the full schedule. We thank everybody who assisted with today's show. Uh, for the Vikings Entertainment Network, that would be Vikings insider Mike Wabshaw. And with the flagship KFAN, Eric Nordquist. For all of us here at Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center, I'm Paul Allen. That's X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Way back in 1986, before craft brewing was even cool, Summit Brewing Company's Mark Root set out in St. Paul, Minnesota to make craft beers inspired by old-world brewing traditions and ingredients. More than 33 years have passed since he first brewed our flagship Summit Extra Pale Ale, and it's safe to say he pretty much nailed it. A classic English-style pale ale featuring caramel, biscuity malts, and a balanced citrus hop bite. Summit EPA continues to win awards and refresh beer drinkers across the Midwest. A pioneer in craft beer, Summit EPA has been brewed locally and independently since 1986. Go 